I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Hello, today I come to you from my apartment in New York City as evidenced by my sweet hellhound Lucy in the background wanted to play with me exactly right when I hit record. Um, I've just returned from glorious Toronto where I had a wild weekend at the Toronto International Festival of Authors. Thank you so much for having me. Lucy, come on, we're trying to podcast. I had a delightful time. I flew on Porter Airlines. Uh, I'm receiving no money for saying this, uh, but they gave me a big beer on the flight, uh, even though it's only like an hour flight. Speaking of thirsty, um, I think a lot of airlines could learn a lot from that excellent policy. Anyway, while in Toronto, I know you're wondering, yes, I did go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Not once, but twice. Well, to the gift shop twice. Uh, And I scored not one, but three pairs of socks with legendary hockey players on them first i got check this out i got socks with Guy lafleur on them montreal canadians great and then i was like you know what i should get some more socks so i went back and like yesterday and i got gordy howe and alex ovechkin uh which were not for me uh no offense to alex ovechkin but you know i like to stick with the old-time greats Anyway, I posted a photo of my Guy Lafleur socks on my Instagram account, and I hashtagged it Guy Lafleur, and I guess his son was searching the hashtag Guy Lafleur, saw it and wrote amazing, and I go to this guy's account, and I see uh, pictures of this guy and his kid, and then pictures of, you guessed it, Guy Lafleur with the kid, um, and yeah, it was... Uh, so I was like, are you Guy Lafleur's son? And he said, yeah, anyway. So um, one step closer to greatness. Well, more as the story develops. But, you know, my dream is to go on a helicopter ride with Guy Lafleur. I think that's what he does mostly now. But that would be pretty sweet. Riding in a helicopter with Guy Lafleur. It's like a metaphor for something. Unless it actually happens, then it's just awesome. Anyway... Speaking of Toronto, even though I was just talking about something else entirely, I'm very excited about my guest today. He's a Canadian person I've known for longer than almost any other Canadian person in the world, aside from my late grandfather, of course, or maybe I've known, I don't know, I've probably known a lot of Canadians longer than him, I take it back, but I've at least known him longer than most of the other uh, guests I've had on this podcast, which is called So You're Canadian, in case you... uh, wound up here by accident um his name 
is Nick Flanagan. He is a comedian and a writer and so much more. And for those of you who have been complaining about the number of people from Ontario I've had on the show so far, you're not going to like this one bit. But he is from, that's right, Toronto. But fear not, I have many exciting guests from all over Canada, locked and loaded for future episodes. Uh, and even so, I have no doubt that you'll still, despite any anti-Ontario stance you might have, you'll absolutely adore Nick Flanagan. He is a handsome man and a very funny man. And I first met him several years ago when we were both guests on Tom Sharpling's The Best Show on WFMU, an incredible show, of course. Uh, emotions ran high, and, and Nick and I... We've remained friends ever since, hanging out in L.A. when he was living out there and hanging out now in New York City when he visits and in Toronto when I'm there and other parts of Canada. For example, Nick figures heavily into the Montreal chapter of my new book. That's right, Parking the Moose. Have you heard of it? Um, have you bought it yet? Please get it. I really need, you know, the holiday season's coming. makes for a perfect gift for the holidays. Um... The kids need shoes, meaning mine. I don't have kids, but the dog needs dog food. Uh, you see my point. Uh, just get the book, and I'll stop begging one of these days. Getting back to Nick Flanagan, however, we talk about all sorts of things, as usual, jumping around um, and, you know, going where no quarter Canadian has ever gone before. We recorded this a little while back in my apartment in New York when he was visiting, and now my partner in crime, Chris Gersbeck, and I have decided to unleash it on an unsuspecting public. I hope you enjoy this, my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with comedian, writer, and Toronto native, Nick Flanagan. So, Nick Flanagan... You're Canadian. You're supposed yeah. to talk. It's a podcast. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. It's a conversation. It's not a... Yeah, yeah. Just don't inter- nod. Interview. That's not uh, good stodgy. Because, like, yeah, you know, like is... if you were Charlie Rose. Yeah, don't drag... No, no. Hey. <laughs> Things would be different. I don't know if you heard about him. Real heard... piece of work, it turns out. I heard thanks. You know... So you're, yeah, yeah, negative things. (laughs) Yes, I'm a Canadian, born in Toronto. Why is that so hard to answer? Uh, Shame, I suppose. You know, being born in a city that has no uh, Canadian, um, uh, real Canadian heartland identity. It's not Saskatchewan. It's not Manitoba. It's not Quebec, distinct society. That's something that I feel like most Americans don't know. That mm-hmm. I didn't even know until sometime in the last year that Toronto has that sort of, uh, it's not a distinction, whatever, but, but less than, what is it, half the people aren't even Canadian that live in Toronto. It's a very international city. It's not a distinctly Canadian city. Well, I mean, yeah, I, multiculturalism, I think, was introduced in, um, I think it was Pierre Trudeau who really helped that happened but even before then there was a huge influx of caribbean immigration into can into toronto um in the late 60s and so it was beginning even then 
And, you know, there was always a Jewish uh, population in, I guess, uh, the early 2000s. And so it's not so much that it doesn't have a Canadian identity. It's that it's very much like a weird kind of any city, like any metropolis, you know, rather than, um, of course, the Canadian aspects to it would be the cleanliness and the uh, overall politeness and the simmering rage. Simmering rage, you say? I say simmering rage. Why? What? I didn't know about the simmering, simmering Canadian rage. Yeah. Uh, what is that? I mean, I can't speak for other provinces completely, although I feel like I've experienced this rage in a lot of different provinces. But uh, what, what, Toronto and and Ontario's simmering rage is. Uh, what's the most? What were you gonna what's say? the most rage-filled province, if you had to say? Hmm. This rage-filled province. I think it's Alberta, judging from what I've seen in terms of how they operate on the internet, like the the fury of Albertans, and uh, it's very much a sort of more stubborn and uh, knee-jerk version of um, like what you might see with uh, the worst Southern politicians, what? because. There's an element of Albertans because it's like cow, you know it's cowboy country it's ranch country they're outlaws that sort of act like Texans yeah exactly they think they're Fred C Dobbs <laughs> treasures here in Madrid but I, I I was just in Calgary and I had a delightful time I have to say they have the Calgary's awesome I've met a million awesome Albertans no no but get, getting back to Toronto though I didn't know that I love Toronto it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. cities in the world nice. Do you, do you like Toronto? I'm not pandering to you. I'm, I'm, no. Why would you, you know, who, what do you care what I think of Toronto? Well, I guess I care. We're friends. Yeah, we're friends. But I mean, as a Torontan, is it a Torontan or Torontoan? Torontonian. Torontonian. So this is third one choice. of the biggest, one of the biggest ways I have been faked out or what's the word? Just clueless, um, I guess. Cheated. No, no, because it's my own doing. Is I all the names for Canadian? Like, do you know? You probably do know this. I would think the people mm-hmm. of Halifax—they're mm-hmm. not Halifaxians, as I assumed. Haligonians. No. Yeah, I don't know where the gone comes from. Never saw gone. it coming. Haligonians. And then Newfoundland. Newfoundland's simple. Newfie, right? No, no. Newfoundland. Dave, that's New- a slur. Is it really? Oh, jeez. Sorry, Chris. Delete that. I mean, I it's don't delete like it. No, a let slur in the way that if you're a Newfoundlander, you can say it. I think, and maybe if you're even just anybody from a certain part of basically, if you talk like this, you can probably say it because gotcha. you probably have some sort of root in in Newfoundland. But uh, okay, it's, it's a bit of a, a frowned upon. I would say. frowned upon frowned upon. Okay, I might be wrong. Yeah, I mean, so I would never use that word. Newfoundlanders. Newfoundlanders. Yeah, well, yeah, the pronunciation. I was in Newf- Newfoundland, and Wonderful I people. I really struggled with. Pr- you don't say Newfoundland, like uh, l- like us Americans. Newfoundland. The Newfoundland. New- Newfoundland. 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 Yeah. Hey, no, Newfoundland. No you're the bye, byes. Newfoundland in the byes. It's wild. Newfoundland. 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 Is that why it's called that? 
Because I, I know it's like closer to those kinds of parts. I wonder. Newfoundland? Finland is found no, land. No. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Who knew? It's going to explode. I, Do you th- I don't I'm know if Newfoundland is close to Finland, by the way. The part where we say <laughs> Newfoundland, they'll probably be sampled for something. Some new jam. Newfoundland. Probably Getting not, on still not saying it right. Classic tangent. Please. Um, actually, I already forgot the tangent, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I watched uh, Louis Farrakhan on uh, Phil Donahue footage today, and there was a lot of clips from it that actually were sampled in, like, Tupac songs. Oh, really? Who knew? You call him L- yeah, yeah. Louis Farrakhan? Louis Farrakhan. Oh, Louis. That's a really familiar. <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis. Louis Farrakhan. I saw him throw a pizza slice into a garbage can. You did? You really buried the lead on this yeah. this podcast. He's not and Canadian. I saw him do though. the other stuff. Too. Wait, you saw him throw a pizza slice no. into a garbage can? Where? In uh, near the comedy cellar. Oh, so wait, you saw Louis Louis Farrakhan? What what's his uh, title? He's not Minister. Canadian. Let's be clear. Minister no, Louis. No, he's not Canadian. Farrakhan. You saw him throw a slice of pizza yes. into the trash by the comedy. I mean, cellar. this was a jo- a long. This was a joke about the show Louis and me calling him Louis. Oh, okay. This is how slow Farrakhan. I am. Uh, le- I saw him sing "Wonderful World." I was so fascinated by the possibility that Louis Farrakhan would just be wandering around. Near the comedy cellar eating pizza. And it seemed unbelievable <laughs> to me. But uh, it turns out it was. And I'm just really slow yeah, totally. and really gullible. But just flipping it back to Canada yeah, for a this second. Is a can- really you know, this is, I would argue, the number one uh, Canada-centric podcast hosted by a non-Canadian. That's quite possible. It's quite Though I'm, I've been trying I to can't. keep this under wraps because I feel like as soon as word gets out about this podcast, it's going to start a uh, Canadian podcast craze. Sort of like the true crime podcast craze. Everyone loves those. Everyone would be like, I want, Did you start that? I want to talk to Canadians. Um, <laughs> the, the true crime podcast? No, the, the internet is lousy with them. Some of them are wonderful. I'm not saying they're I hate lousy. It. I'm just saying, you know what I mean. I don't want to listen to a true crime co- podcast. You know, why not just commit a cr- true crime if you're so into true crime? Easily done. You know? Wait, so let's, fo- let's, Easily let's done. focus on the Canadian content. I'm going to check in with Chris over here. Chris, of how Canadian, we have, we, percentage-wise, we're about 10 minutes in, I think. How Canadian has this been? On scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Say 8. Pretty Canadian. Yeah. Chris says an 8. Pretty, Pretty Canadian. Canadian. But yes, just to back it up, way back it up, I'm going to tell you that um, the uh, angriest potentially is Albertans, but I haven't spent, I've only seen that online. Ontarians are pretty furious. Honestly, they're really mad. And they vote like they're really mad. But I've also seen really angry British Columbians. I mean, we are just, but I feel like Newfoundland and Halifax, not so much. I would They're say, nice. I would in Quebec, whole other thing. Lots of oh, attitude. I love, I love Quebec. I think angry. like I'm, I'm drawn to people that have great disdain for me. So, 
when I'm in Quebec, like, and I think yeah. that I'm getting the evil eye from like some <laughs> old French Canadian dude at a bar or something, I'm like, oh, I love it. This is so authentic. Uh-huh. He hates me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a different thing there where you almost do expect a sort of level of terseness and people just bumping by you and uh, not apologizing and you start speaking French and they quickly speak to English, which I actually, I actually think that's a kindness. Oh, that's, that's my secret weapon. Like anytime I'm, if I'm in, you know, Montreal or Quebec, am I saying that right? Or, mm-hmm. or Paris, France. Quebec. I, I just say, uh, bon, bonjour. France. And then whoever I say that yeah. to right away starts speaking English because they, they, I've demonstrated that I cannot say the most basic words in their language. A fun thing to do in France, if you want to do really be jolly, you walk into any establishment and you go, "Hey, les gars, hey, les gars, that? ça va?" That's another good one. Ça, ça va. va. That's like means what's up, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Or how are you? Ça va. Yeah, it's kind of like British or whatever. You know, when I forget in England, there's like a thing they say. You know, you know. Like you good or or something, yeah yeah. Sup, sup fam. It's like that. Sure, I get it. Now and illegal. That's like what's up, guys. Illegal. Illegal. You and I have been in Montreal twice. I've actually. Yes. I don't think I've ever spent any time, despite you being from Toronto, living in Toronto. I think I've only spent time in Montreal. As far as Canada goes, mm-hmm. I spent time with you in Los Angeles, New York, yeah. Jersey City, mm-hmm. where we met. But yes. um, when we were in Montreal recently, we were in Montreal. Well, we did a show there, which was super fun. Truly fun. Super fun. Truly, su- Wild. truly super fun. Truly super fun. It was Up in the air, tr- we weren't sure. We weren't sure. What's that? We didn't know how it was going to go. We didn't know, but as soon as I, I walked in, I felt a warmth. And a, yeah, and a, Casa's a good venue. I could feel the good Casa del Popolo. The good, yeah, Casa del Popolo. I want to do tons of shows there. Do my nightclub act. Yeah. Anyway, did you not do your nightclub act at the one we? No, it's all the night. As long as there's a microphone and I'm on stage, that's my nightclub act. Doesn't matter what's happening. <laughs> but um, I'm not sure I did my nightclub act that night. You were incredible. Oh, buddy! Thanks. But <laughs> but when we were in Montreal, we were in Montreal for another time for Death Fest, which is a heavy metal based yeah. festival. Which was uh, that was a blast. Yeah, it was a super blast. We saw Autopsy, Exorder, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. But when we went out, don't forget the really good band um, Hammer. What is their name? Hammer. Uh, yeah, they were called. Uh, like war like not warhammer but uh something hammer they were amazing i think i might have been hammered when something hammer was on they were it was earlier anyway they were like super amazing they were right before autopsy i think oh. they were like they had a really really old guy in the band wait he was they what? were like really old really old oh good i i love really old metal i feel like Metal metal's yeah. the only genre where guys can just get really old and grizzled and it seems even more awesome. 
but I haven't seen Judas Priest since they've like been approaching their 70s. You know, I, I probably saw them like 15, oh, 12 true. years ago. So they were still in their like late 50s, early 60s. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. But it feels like now it might be like a little too old. Am I crazy? Well, I, I've seen them twice in the era you speak of. I saw them this past summer, summer in Germany. And it was pretty awesome. Uh-huh. But they're sort of... They, That's great. They have a couple of young bucks in the band now. Tipton left. But, um... Tipton's out. Yeah. Tipton's gone. Downing is gone. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Shit was on fire. Literally. It was pretty cool. That's cool. But, um... I saw them in... Canada. I want to let you know I saw them in okay, Toronto. This is that is th- where I saw Judas Priest. Just to bring, yeah, bring it back. This is... It's always got to come back to Canada. It's got to come back to Canada. But what you taught me when we were at Death Fest, you taught me uh, some, am I saying this right, Quebecois? Did I? You don't, you can't not. It's a podcast. (laughs) Quebecois. Quebecois. Profanity. Uh, Tabernacle. Calice. What's, yeah. Calice Tabernacle. What does that mean? Uh, chalice, tabernacle. It's all Catholic. A lot of their, uh, their, um, swear words. See, that's my sweet spot. It's, it's because they were Catholicism? Yeah, because I was, you know, Sorry. raised in the, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not in the church anymore because I don't think you can, you can ever escape. Were you excommunicated? That's the only way out. But even then the psychological trauma remains. <laughs> So I, whenever people say, oh, I was raised Catholic, I don't believe that you can ever leave. It's like the Hotel California. So <laughs> it's like a less fun version uh, of Hotel California. You know what else? I, I'm on, a, I'm on a, a page right now that's called 13 Quebecois Swear Words That Confuse the French. And uh, here is a good example of something okay. you might hear. This is from culturetrip.com. I don't want to the culture I don't want to credit myself here. Hostie de Tabernac, de Sacrement, de Calice de de Ciboire, de Christ de Mal. What the hell did you just say? A bunch of things that apparently have the approximate weight of fuck, which is true. You know, I I saw this with mine own eyes, the confusion that Quebecois swears and Quebecois accents have in France, because when I was on tour in in Europe and through France, uh, we had this guy, Steve Bennett, who is this, he was in this band called, uh, I think he was in this amazing band called Inepsy for a minute. He's had a few different bands and he's like ultimate street punk. Like Quebecois street punks are like the only ones to me that are legit, possibly in the world. You know, and you mean they're, they're like they're like gutter punks. Yeah, but they're awesome. Like Steve, ha- I'm not sure what job they do. They do stuff like you know freelance metallurgy, you know, oh, and yes, like yeah, they're awesome. For gold, pretty much. And uh, you know, I know a guy named uh, Shenny who is a singer in Inepsy, and he did like metalwork art. You know, and, and sure. it, it it is actually I would say that uh, the Quebec side of the punk scene in Montreal that really is the bulwark of that punk scene. Like they, the bands are awesome. Born dead icons, inepsy. I mean, there's a bunch and, and isn't, they're all, isn't, isn't no means no from Montreal. Or am I getting that wrong? 
No, I think they're from Winnipeg or Manitoba. Oh. No, they're from BC. They're from BC. They're from Vancouver. Oh, okay, they're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Definitely. I s- yeah, I saw them once. Me too. I saw them twice. Not um, to brag. They're they're a great live band. No means totally no. one of the best. Yeah, one of the guys what? in the band told a story about catching the other guy in the band. One of the other guys in the band masturbating into a sink. Hmm. I hope I'm. They're brothers. I'm, I, I hope I'm talking about the right band, but I'm pretty sure. Be ashamed <laughs> to just pin that on them. You might be thinking of Yes. It may might be Yes or or uh, could be Bachman Turner Overdrive. No, <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't want to drag Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings into this. I have too, you know, too much respect. Have you talked about those guys on this podcast already? No, no. This is an early episode. What you know, in the pantheon of. Uh, of this this podcast, which will probably go down in history, this is an early class. This will be known as an early classic episode, in which I Skype with Toronto-based comedian and musician, and so much more. Nick Flanagan, the Flans, the Flans at the Flans, yeah, podcaster, podcaster. Now, yeah. uh, did you grow up in Toronto proper? Yes. Really? You're born, a city? Yeah, city boy. Yeah. Wow. Born downtown, uh, always lived downtown, and uh, by yeah, the, that by was the, just uh, how it went. How far are you from the Rogers Center? <laughs> Pretty far. Oh. I mean, like, I'm, I'm probably about, like, because of transit, it's probably like a 25-minute subway. Oh, but man. But if I walked, it would be like, be like an hour or something. You're a ways down. away. From the Rogers, I'm a ways away. I like to just twenty name. minute bike ride. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's what I would recommend. It's probably a bit nippy, right now. Yeah, I wouldn't want a bike right now, and also the cars have been pretty wild lately. So oh, I wouldn't aggressive. really want a bike at all, personally. But other people can. Do you bicycle? No, gosh, no. I'd be dead in two blocks. Yeah, it's I'm scary. Absent minded. Yeah, me too. No, I, I would, I would absolutely be dead. You know, I was in Toronto, not to brag, uh, fairly recently. I guess when the last season, when the Blue Jays were playing, and I got, I was went okay. to the ro- over there to the Rogers Center, and hmm. I don't know how I never thought of this, but people had shirts on that said "I love BJ's," or it would be like right, I, yeah, and then it's the head of the Blue Jay, and it says BJ's. I g- mm. giggled for hours. Uh, it was hiding in plain yeah, sight my whole life, and then then we're a Randy crew. Well, then like uh, <laughs> they they don't sell those T-shirts on the inside of the stadium, which I was disappointed. Ah. you got to get those on the black market. Right, those are uh, T-shirt hawker guys outside the real the real people the real heroes of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Chris, do, can do you do you get the joke right? I love, yeah, BJ's. Yeah, it's uh, oh man, I got a real. I was I hopped on the internet as soon as I got back to the uh, the Airbnb to get myself one of those. We got some real sayings up here in Toronto. We got uh, we the North, you know. I heard BJ's. Um, Good. That, what's we the North mean? That's a basketball. Uh, Raptors kind of saying, you know. Oh, okay. Um, 
I don't know what it means. I feel like Drake invented it. He might not have, but I feel like he did. Is Drake the pride of Toronto, or is, does that go to snow? <laughs> it's a, it's a tight, it's a tight race between Drake and Snow. Um, you could also. I'm gonna go with Snow. I mean, you could put on any Drake song, mm-hmm. no matter how much you like Drake, mm-hmm. and then immediately after you put on Informer by the <laughs> Toronto-based rapper Snow, and that song will slap any drake song around for days really you think it'll slap uh started from the bottom now we're here started from the i don't bottom, even know how that goes still here goes pretty sure informers better i'm gonna keep it real from the jump what about um what about i got enemies got a lot of enemies got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy i mean his version might be better than what you just did but i still think informers <laughs> better I lick your bum bum down. Come with a nice young lady. Intelligent. Oh, yeah, she's juggling hard. The thing is, I'm not culturally appropriating because he already. He did already so. did. You're just singing. Yeah. You're just singing. Arguably one of the greatest or the greatest <laughs> Toronto rap songs of all time. And now let's take a quick break to check in with my lovely friends at Maximum Fun. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation, every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, brand new sentient robots excluded, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were, too, including folks like comedian Danielle Radford. And of course, all of us, you you take on that theater accent, and our teacher would say, no, that isn't how people talk. Right. Don't do the super theater kid accent. It's the worst. But so when I was doing theater in high school, of course, I immediately was talking about being in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) So join me every week on the JV Club podcast, where I speak with my favorite women artists, innovators, and humans as we reminisce about the past and how it led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. We now return to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with comedian and writer, Nick Flanagan from Ontario. Here are the great Toronto rap songs. I can tell you some. Um, there's a Mishi Me song from the 80s. I don't remember the name of. One of the best. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, the Dream Warriors. Ludi is amazing. Dream Warriors. Oh, the Dream Warriors were a great 90s hip hop group. From Toronto. Yes. My mother or my grandmother used to play grid, uh, bridge with uh, uh, Capital Q's mother. Capital Q being a rapper in the um, Dream Warriors. You know, 
as good as any of these songs could be. Uh huh. Even though I I don't I feel like I may might not know any of them other than uh, <laughs> Informed by Snow. <laughs> Trying to think what else. There's Which, not. Uh, you know what's you better really than know any, a lot of the other songs. You know what song is better than any song we could mention. No. On this podcast, if we can find it to <laughs> legally uh, the Greater Toronto area. Area. Sure. If you steal my sunshine by Len, the yeah, Toronto. Yeah, that's another biggie. Based brother sister duo. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, steal my sunshine. They were like straight up. Why, do you, local why did band. you sing that like a muppet? Like isn't uh, that how he sings? It's like I know it's um to me. If I you steal my does. sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, sunshine that's a great song i i that's think a, it's a classic uh, oh man sunday morning of last week indulging in my self-defeat dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and dun, then dun. if you if you were to make a mixtape that's only if you steal my sunshine by len <laughs> and then informer by snow i would argue that's probably the greatest mixtape what about Fat Lip by Sum 41? Mm-mm. Technically not what? a Toronto group. They're from Ajax. Where's Ajax? Damned if I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, just outside of Toronto. It's around Pickering and Whitby, which are also just outside of Toronto. Oh, all right. Is that like, is that like Mississauga? It's past Mississauga. Uh, it's actually past like Scarborough. It's on the other side. Mississauga is, is like towards Hamilton and that type of stuff. How close is it to Sud Sudbury? Not close. Sudbury's far. Oh, Sudbury's about four four hours. Um, I'm just, I'm just naming places of, now. But you should go to Sudbury. Have you been? No, that's where they film Letterkenny. I think. Yeah, it's where they film Letterkenny. It actually is a pretty vibrant film scene, from what I understand. Lots of stuff gets shot there. And hopefully, lots of people don't, you know. Uh, oh, but, oh, oh, but, uh, God, oh, man! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I've got a. We'll have million. to edit out the forty-five seconds it took me to get that joke. There's the Skype or delay, just, and then there's my uh, mental capacity delay. I have that too, and I also have an inability to respond. Like, even if I like something, sometimes my response doesn't emphasize that I liked it. You know what I mean? I think you do. I like it. I, 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 I people have said that about me too. That that what, sometimes I'll laugh at something, and someone will say, "I've never seen you laugh before," and I was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I laugh all the time. That's all I ever do." But I guess it's on the inside. That's yeah. my quarter Canadian coming through. Right. We do laugh on the inside. You know, the the audience. Did you, did you do you find audiences here? They're not a hundred percent as giving. Well, I've actually only I've done mu- I play performed music a number of times in Ooh. Canada. But I've only I want to know done, about that. I've only done comedy the one time when we did it together in Montreal. That's crazy to me. I you know, the people of Canada have not uh been begging me to cross the border. If you can believe well, we're gonna that. We're going to change despite, that. Despite despite my we're, global uh fan base, the people of Canada You do some seem to have a f- a my, I have a what, what's called a cult following, meaning like right. I can fill a basement anywhere in the world. Right. 
Maybe not full. Um, and I, Several people will show up to a basement. <laughs> I have what's known as a, a one-chair following. Every city. That's the sweet spot. Put out one chair, someone's sitting in it. It's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. Like, um, didn't, didn't you have a sense at that show that we did together that although I'd organized, uh, helped organize the show and was billed, that people did not know who I was or what I was doing. I thought you were incredible. I thought you were great. We were, we're a good team, buddy. We can do this. Yeah, as long as we liked each other, I think that's, in, that's what we want. I agree. From a I th- show. I think you're going to do a lot more Canada. I'm going to facilitate that. We're going to make I'm it ready. I'm, I want to be Canada's foremost American. You might be. I mean, it used to be, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of an American that we love. I guess Super Dave. Super Dave Osborne? Well, he filmed that here. He filmed that in Canada? I think he filmed it in Toronto. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a Canadian fact. They film a lot. I'm I'm stating the obvious here, but they film a lot of stuff in Toronto, don't they? Oh, you know who might be our foremost American? Andrea Martin. She's American. American? She's American. There's this degree of people who, like, were sort of ported over maybe from the Chicago Second City, although I'm not even sure Andrea Martin was involved in that. Joe Flaherty's American. Um... And and Andrea Martin's American, and I believe Dave. No, I don't. Dave Thomas wouldn't be American because he did the whole Canadian thing with uh, Rick Moranis. But something tells me he yeah, he's is. totally, totally Canadian. I guess, totally, yeah, totally. Do totally. you love the Mackenzie brothers? Well, they were. They pretty much defined what a Canadian is for uh, Americans in the eighties. That's, that's cool. We, we pretty much thought, well, that's what a Canadian person is. I mean, it's now toxic, we, but it's cool. <laughs> now we think it's Justin Trudeau, though. And Drake. And Drake. Yeah. And so n- when I like, say we, I mean not me. I, th- I think of uh, Canadians as Guy Lafleur. Uh, right. Snow. Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Gordie Howe. Wayne Gretzky. Hockey's Wayne Gretzky. Marty uh, McSorley. Rocket Richard. Rocket Richard. Maurice Richard. Uh, Clark Gillies. Theo Fleury. Did I say Bob, Bobby Clark already? Bobby Clark. Bob Probert. Marcel Dion. John Cordick. <laughs> sure. I'm going deep. Mike Bossy. Grant Feuer. Grant, oh, Grant Feuer. Edmonton. He was a bit of a party guy. Was he? I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. During the uh, heyday of the Oilers, the Oilers dynasty, yeah. Who I can, felt who, like who hockey players him? party. Doesn't it seem like hockey players party? They Hockey players party super hard. Like when I was, I, I don't know if you know this about me, Nick, but owing to uh-huh. my Canadian, my, my grandfather, my fully Canadian grandfather, would, used to throw us hill children out on the ice like you know, two and a half, three years old or whatever, as soon as we could mm-hmm. stand it. Um, and That's so beautiful. I learned to skate very early and I started playing hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, and uh, when I got to high school, I was one of uh, three freshmen on the varsity team. The rest was uh, all 
juniors and seniors. So, because, you know, it's pretty sweet at hockey because being quarter Canadian mm-hmm. and all. But I was always terrified of drugs. Like, I fully believed, like, everything, like, every after-school special I ever saw. And then I got on the high school hockey team, and it's, like, a big stoner sport. And the kids were all, like, okay. showing up stoned, and there's a lot of stonedness going on. Stoned hockey players. Yeah. Seems seems dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they would be stoned, <laughs> like, at the game. People would play stoned. Yeah, that's... We weren't good. Let me be clear. We weren't good. We were bad. How bad were you? Like, How bad? Like, remarkably bad at, at hockey. I mean... Just we <laughs> lost all the time, I guess. And um, but anyway, yeah, because there was so much partying going on. All of a sudden, I had I didn't start partying, but I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be afraid of any of this anymore. Because to you show know, my fear, cousin, what, oh, what's that? To show fear is what? what oh, is to show. F- oh, to show because fear like since we were oh, only there's only a couple of us freshmen. They would haze us like horribly. Like pee, oh, like God. in really homoerotic ways, like pee on us in the shower yeah. when our eyes were closed, or like when we were washing our hair and stuff. No. And they would, this never happened to me, but they would like, <laughs> there's this one guy that used to like wipe his butt with the freshman's towels. And then no. he, he would come out of the shower and wipe shit on you. And I, that oh, never, that God. never happened to me, but I saw it happen to the other two guys. And, um, but so to show any like fear or (laughs) anything would be only make it worse. So I realized like, oh, I can't act like it bothers me that there's a lot of partying going on because they will just seize upon my fear and discomfort and, uh, it's going to make, it's going to make it worse. So you had to do a little past the duchy. No, no, I never did. I never, I didn't get involved. No, but I mean, like you'd see them doing it, and you'd go past the duchy, sure. boys. Exactly. I'm cool with it. The, you'd say, "Hey, do you guys know where I could get some heroin?" Because they wouldn't yeah. know something that heavy, yeah, but they'd, they'd be, be like, impressed. Oh that my god, you're... this kid is cool. He's super cool. <laughs> Have you guys ever huffed? <laughs> Have you guys ever huffed? But is is hockey like a big stoner sport? still or is was it that in canada i i i don't know i mean i was never in sports teams you know and the my exposure to stoners was uh all in like the sort of cool part of the high school when the con within the context of bands and you know and rockers Uh, like actually people in leather jackets within the context of like kids at school uh and sort of in the context of some leather jacket people. Yeah, people that use the word man a lot. And dude. <laughs> I would say it was really just like, I was always so impressionable. So I would actually see pot smoking kids in like eighth grade. And I'd be like, wow, should should I be already doing that? And, and sex? Yeah. Because they were acting like they had sex. How does one act like they've had sex? I don't know. You're like, you're like don't you love getting up in there? <laughs> so, so they would talk about it. It wasn't just like the way they would walk around, like like walk yeah, around, you know, like adjusting their pants, like or something. No, they were never. I don't think they were grabbing their crotches, but you know, they'd be like, "Hey, you know, Sally's got a one-track mind." <laughs> 
I believe that's a, a rap lyric. <laughs> yeah, it's a Diamond D song. It's not song. It's n- it's no Informer. I mean, I would I would say it's similar to Informer arrow wise, but it's not. It's no. It's note Informer. It's mm. not Informer. Is is that how you say not in Canadian? Note. Yeah, it's note Informer. That's like what is that Info- like Scottish? Are you okay, Nick? It's <laughs> no, I'm never okay. I'm either doing way better than okay or way worse. Oh, oh okay. W- yeah, with me. I know that feeling. I know what that's about. <laughs> I can relate. What about the thing where when you're happy, you're like super happy and you can't remember being sad, and when you're sad, you can't remember being happy? Anyone have that? Oh, no. I pretty much, if I'm happy, I can totally, I'll be like, I'm just like, well, this won't be a... <laughs> This is probably good. Another 15 minutes before I come crashing down. <laughs> Another 15 minutes before the dreaded Twitter mention. Yes. And then, well, speaking of which, uh, mental health and all that, is it sure. harder to be uh, happy in Canada, given like that it's c- often colder and uh, the, the weather is not really conducive to good times, unless you like outdoor winter sports? <gasps> I mean, I I think that that's a really good question. Um, I think that there is a way that that there is some sort of unspoken kind of sorrow to a lot of Canada that is probably a combination of the weather combined with sort of residual guilt over you know displacing land or something. Uh, what do you mean from, from the indig- from indigenous Canadians? Yeah, the slow. The slow sort of um, allowed disappearance of indigenous culture, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, and and then also the sort of the big, big, you know, the the sixty scoop stuff, the residential school schools, the I've just started know, learning about that stuff, yeah, and the that- racism in places like Thunder Bay and. Uh, uh, I think Saskatchewan in terms of people driving native, you know, native people who they view as problems outside of the city and letting them freeze to death and that kind of thing. Wait, the, those, this is a problem specific to those areas. Uh, yeah. I mean, not in Thunder Bay has different issues. Um, I've never heard of that happening in Thunder Bay, but I've definitely heard in Saskatchewan of that happening and Edmonton. Uh, and I, I believe Edmonton. I mean, they drive East Alberta. They yeah. drive the people out uh, in the winter. What do you mean? What do you mean? Now, what do you mean specifically? Like they, like, like they might meet a belligerent drunk, uh, you know, person who would happen to be indigenous, and uh, instead of taking them to jail or something, they just drive them to the edge of town without transportation. Oh, really? And it's freezing. Oh, jeez. And they die. That's yeah. horrible. No, it's that harsh. Not to, not to mention um, missing indigenous women, which is a, a terrible problem in Canada. That's why Montreal is kind of cool because it's got this sort of joie de vivre slash cr- crankiness. People don't care if they smoke. They don't care if they're drinking, eating bagels and cream cheese and stuff. It feels a little freer, even though it feels like they're doing a lot of uh, – depressive things (laughs) you know at least they're sort of doing them with some level of joy there you know Mm -hmm. whereas in other parts of canada it feels very suppressive Mm -hmm. and i think it comes from 
Protestant, you know, uh, work ethic and families that don't really discuss things but have terrible things happening. I mean, it, it the the general sorrow of uh, the average Canadian, especially the average like waspy or whatever Canadian, would be visible in the Margaret Lawrence book, The Stone Angel, which I believe is set in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a portrait of a very difficult life. I think of a woman at the around the turn of the century. Uh, her name is Hagar, and uh, it's by a writer named Margaret Lawrence. I don't know if I said that. It's a Canadian classic. I got I gotta uh, seek this and out. It's just brutal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a you brutal really Canadian. It's really brutal. In, but it's in an, in a yeah. It's it sounds like an itch you don't mind scratching. We're inundated with sorrow and warning uh, in school, in popular culture here. You know, Degrassi Junior High was basically like, you know, a 21-minute PSA every episode. Uh, Death, you know, uh, molestation attempts, divorce, uh, alcoholism, alcoholism, people... jumping off bridges because they're on acid teenage pregnancy it had everything hiv yeah uh it did have everything and everything bad and um i mean even this canadian book i'm reading about adhd is like uh really negative about what it is really like you gotta watch out and some of the other books i've read that are american uh are you know, there's there's real issues that they bring up, but they have a bit of a more managing, like you can manage this kind of tone. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, but and, the and Cana- so Canadians, mm-hmm. the Canadian specific uh, ADHD books are less uh, hopeful. Yeah, there's a lot of scare tactics, and you know, my mother's take on things is set your expectations low, and you won't be disappointed. And I think to some extent in Canada, that's that's a thing, you know, and that's why some of uh, the most toxic people in America right now are Canadian. It's very famous. By the way, Jordan Peterson really uh, he was asked his favorite novel and he said The Stone Angel. And that didn't surprise me at all. He thinks life is brutal, you know, and that's the perspective that he's coming to America with is this sort of the idea of realism and, and, you know, life being shit. It's almost like an inherently depressed perspective on everything, you know, and you fight through it for uh, happiness and we get it here. Uh, it just is in shorter supply. Sometimes you, the happiness sometimes. Yeah. It's in shorter supply. Yeah. I think it's like part of the tall poppy stuff here, which was a word I used, I think, with you on the podcast, the last podcast where we were talking about tall poppies and it was a long conversation. I think it was with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, with On Dave Hill's podcasting. And yes. Stuff. Well, that as you were saying this, I was like, this kind of reminds me a bit of, you know, Cleveland, where I'm from, what you're describing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it, it's similar mindset. Yeah. I, or maybe I'm imagining that that's the cleveland mindset maybe that's just my mindset <laughs> maybe that's my my canadianness i mean yeah there is a bit of a melancholy uh here but i mean you hear the same thing in scandinavia right i mean that the suicide rates are very high i just think that we we have a very interesting system that's kind of you know right next to a deeply capitalist country with very very ambitious people 
Um, and we also have socialized medicine, socialized programs, and um, a level of progressiveness that's uh, entered education, that's entered a lot of different aspects of Canadian stuff, but we're also very backwards, particularly on uh, certain aspects of mental health, you know? So, mm -hmm. and it's, it's quite a bureaucracy actually getting into the mental health system and, um, you know, so they, they're, they're not, a in Ontario, the, at least the treatment isn't great. I mean, I don't want to say it isn't great. Like, you know, if you go into urgent care for your mental health, like they will sort of deal with it, you know, and, and you, you, it's just that there is, uh, uh, and you can get a psychiatrist. You just have to work for it. Um, and therapy isn't covered here by insurance. I'm, I'm sorry, by, by healthcare, which is, you know, mm -hmm. uh, bullshit. Kind of bullshit. And it's a classic thing. And, and, you know, even things like, ADHD, it's like it sort of falls in between um, the cracks because it's not really viewed totally as a mental health issue. It's the sort of side effects like anxiety or uh, OCD or depression that might be treated uh, officially. Mm -hmm. So it goes by. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't speak deeply about the, uh, you know, mental health, the state of mental health uh, stuff in Canada. I know people are working on it. I think that I've found that there is quite a large community of groups of sort of grassroots, you know, figuring this stuff out, uh, you know, in 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 sort of communal ways. And, and I've 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 discovered that since coming back. I definitely feel a lot more in touch with like dealing with my hentai, mental hentai health. Uh, I'm not looking at hentai anymore. I have hent hentai health. Yeah. I have follow up questions. Hentai is 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 animated porn. Or am I yeah. right or wrong about that? Yeah, I think it's like. I mean, I wouldn't it, know. I wouldn't know. That's a, why I'm asking. I think it's you. extreme Japanese. It's like anime porn. You know. Okay, got it. And it's pretty much like based in the stuff where it's like Legend of the Overfiend, which you and can like, just Google. Fluids come out of people's noses and stuff. Uh, octopuses, yeah, octopi, right. fluids, okay. you know, tea girls. Well, we are just about out of time. <laughs> and uh, really? I want to thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's cool. Will you come back sometime? I'd on love the, to, uh, Dave. On the preeminent uh, Canadian podcast hosted by a non-Canadian living in America. Dave, that, this is the only podcast of its kind that I say, uh, support. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, Great. Nick, until next time, keep up the good work. Arrivederci. Thank Did you, you say Lionel for Richie? having me. Lime Ricky? Lionel Richie? Lionel Richie? Can you hear me? You cut out. So it sounded it. like you said Lionel Richie. No, okay, I said Arrivederci. So, oh, Arrivederci. So what? So. Yeah. Take off, eh? Take, that's what I should okay, say. Okay, yeah, that's what we, that's all we, that's all we wanted. Just give us, you know. Take off, Foma. eh? Yeah, yeah, that's all we wanted. And there you have it, my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Nick Flanagan. Uh, that was a very early episode 
uh, of the show in terms of recording. We recorded it. We were just kids back then. And uh, I think you can hear my Canadian chops were just getting honed. I mean, I don't even think I could pronounce none of it properly back in those days. Can you imagine? But I can now. And that has made all the difference. Um, thank you for joining me for another Gravity Defyingly Canadian episode of So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill, mentioned earlier. Please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to it, podcasts. Uh, it, it will help us uh, in our plot for world domination. And I get a real kick out of reading uh what you guys have to say about this positive, you know, whether it's positive or, or negative, and and I take it all into to heart and and let it uh, dictate how I feel each day. So please do that. Um, and also thank you to everyone. I've gotten so many nice emails uh, from people who listen to the show. Um, so many kind words and and some helpful feedback. So I welcome all of it. Please keep them coming at Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. That's Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. And uh, if you think you would make a good guest on the show, or you know someone who would, feel free to recommend them to me at Dave at DaveHillOnline.com. Or just drop me a line and say hello. I would love that. That would be so cool. Thanks to my producer, partner in crime, and so much more, Chris Gersbeck. And, of course, the fine folks at Maximum Fun who help bring you this podcasting, this really wildly Canadian podcasting experience to your ear holes. Sorry, that sounded kind of gross. Speaking of podcasts, I encourage you to seek out mine and Chris's other podcasts, Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident and History Fluffer. They're both available wherever you get incredible podcasts. Um, As always, I implore you to pick up several copies of my new book, Parking the Moose, One American's Epic Quest to Uncover His Incredible Canadian Roots. Is it Uncover or Discover? You'd think I would have the subtitle on my own book locked and loaded by now, but I'm sleep-deprived. I think I'm coming down with the plague. Uh, So there you have it. But Parking the Moose, oh my gosh, we're rolling into the holiday season. The perfect gift uh, for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, bar mitzvahs, uh, first communion, uh, whatever, a quincenera, whatever the thing is, uh, if you need a gift, gosh, it is the best one. It also doubles as a weapon and a doorstop in the event that the reading part doesn't work out for you or whoever gets it. Anyway, I digress. Until next time, this has been So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. And I'm not sore, 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 sore. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.